Welcome to this Technocast presented by the National TUPSSO Franchise Owners Association. Uh, this week's Technocast is entitled More Questions Than Answers, uh, Questions from the Field. And this has to do with the latest information that came out uh, concerning the new packaging guidelines. And most of these were dated June the 7th of 2018. And these are some questions from the field um, because of some obvious uh, concerns, some obvious uh, contradictions. And these, field, these questions came from the field as follows. I'm trying my best to make certain that I'm compliant on July 1st with the newest packaging guidelines, but need some clarification with the most recent requirements, those dated June 6, 2018. First, there are three items in the packaging materials required category that I am unclear when or how they are supposed to be used. These products are not referred in the minimum packaging guidelines quick reference guide. I assume if they are, it is for something more than just having them available for compliance purposes, but do not know when they are required to be used. Freight packaging would be outsourced and these products will collect dust at a large expense to many franchisees. A, the strapping, the poly nylon one half inch, 0.02 inch thickness, 300 pound tensile strength. B, stretch wrap, 12 inch or 15 inch wide, 80 gauge minimum. And C, tape, filament three inch, 250 pound tensile strength. This product costs in excess of $20 per roll through Schwarz. So if required, on what packages is it mandatory to be used in place of clear three-inch tape. The second item, uh, strapping appears in both the required category, items number nine, and the recommended category, item number 10. Uh, please advise uh, where it should reside and if required, when it is required to be utilized. Number three, in the category box sizes recommended, there are five different tuck top boxes listed. A, Schwarz only offers the 19 by 12 by 3 size and is the only recommended vendor. B, tuck top boxes have no box certificate printed on them. So if I use the tuck top boxes purchased from the recommended vendor, any size, since they only carry one, will a claim be approved without a box certificate? Two, if I am able to find these recommended box sizes and purchase them from a local source, Will a claim be approved without a box certificate? Three, why are products without box certificates being recommended and under what conditions would I be able to use them? Number four, the minimum packaging guidelines quick reference guides needs to be modified to add a column that addresses size limitations of each box strength. For instance, a 200 pound box cannot be used if the item exceeds 75 pounds. Regar 75 inches, excuse me, regardless of weight. A 275-pound box cannot be used if the item exceeds 95 inches, regardless of weight, etc. Number five, Schwarz offers only five different 275-pound boxes that are not picture frame boxes in the product catalog I can access online. Uline offers 29 different 275-pound single wall boxes and 138 different 275-pound double wall boxes. 
If a significant number of packages are going to require a 275-pound box, I will need the ability to order from somebody other than Schwarz to meet the customer's needs. Will a secondary vendor be approved? Am I allowed to use boxes from Uline or another vendor if the specifications are met as long as I also carry the required box sizes? Will a claim be approved if I do? Am I limited to only those boxes offered by Schwarz? Number six, the 40 by 8 by 50 picture box is equal to 98 inches and should be a 350 pound box according to the new guidelines. I'm sure there are more problems within the Schwarz product offering that do not meet the new specs as well. Schwarz offers five different 350 pound boxes. The 32 by 32 by 32 box will always bulge and result in a $650 over limit fee from UPS. So that reduces the size offerings to four. The likelihood of every customer packed package that exceeds 65 pound having the dimensions of one of these boxes is minimal. At best, shipping in a box that does not work for the size of the item increases both packaging and shipping costs. This seems to be at odds with the alleged goal of new packaging guidelines, which is supposed to be to minimize packaging and shipping costs. For the most part, 350-pound and 600-pound boxers are unicorns. They do not exist, and our local custom box makers' equipment cannot handle sheets in excess of 275-pound double wall for the creation of specialty boxes. Please advise where to source these items. It makes no sense to dictate a process to the franchise community without providing the means to procure the required items. Number nine, due to the fact that 350-pound and 600-pound boxers are not readily available or not available at all, we will have to consider refusing all packages in excess of 65 pounds and or 95 inches. Was this the intention of the guidelines? Will UPS be modifying our marketing materials to communicate our new limitations to the customer? Will the stores be provided with talking points to explain why stores must package to guidelines far in excess of those on the UPS website? Should we accept or refuse customer pack packages that meet UPS guidelines but not the UPS store requirements? Number 10. Telescoping boxes will become almost obsolete due to the new weight limitation and size limitations. Most recently, we shipped an 84-inch window blind by packaging it in two 6x6x48 telescope boxes to the appropriate height. Beginning July 1st, I would have to refuse this customer because the size of the package would exceed 95 inches and require a 350-pound box. The associate cost with that if such a box existed, would be a prohibitive. This is just one example, but across the network, there are thousands more just like it. The UPS store, ready to pack, ship, decrease significantly if franchise comply with the guidelines. Or is there a plan to assume that franchisees will continue to accept packages such as this because they cannot survive if the pack and ship categories nosedive? Will franchisees be expected to continue to accept packages along with the liability, only to have UPS deny all claims when said packages are damaged by referencing the guidelines. That seems greedy and unprincipled. Number 11, 
The ability to meet customers' expectations for next-day air and second-day air shipping will be severely restricted or negatively impacted by the limited number of boxes available for those packages over 40 pounds and 75 inches. Even packages with ground delivery that customers will have to expect to ship out the same day and arrive in a timely manner will be affected. When items are time-sensitive, we do not have the luxury of waiting for custom packaging or special orders to be delivered. Please advise of the above concerns so that I may access how to proceed in my store. Also, please advise how performance-based compensation may be impacted in the upcoming quarter with the constant changing documents being provided in only two short weeks to go before these guidelines are supposed to be effective. And this, of course, uh, is questions from the field concerning the new packaging guidelines. And this does not take into consideration even uh, many more uh, questions that are out there and the fact that the recommended vendors do not even have these products on hand, as mentioned earlier. So we are hopefully going to be getting some responses uh, to these questions. They have been submitted uh, to management for response. When we do get those responses, we will be sure to get those out to our members in in both the voice and Uh, as one of our upcoming technocasts. So keep this information in mind. Uh, If you do have any questions or comments about this technocast or future technocasts, again, as always, please drop us an email at association at tupssofoa.org. Thanks very much for listening, and we hope that you are successful um, finding solutions to the upcoming packaging guidelines. Thanks very much for listening, and stay busy.